Hi, and welcome back to Rate That Album. A back and forth uh, album review, kind of retrospective between myself, Joe Freming, and Paul Muadib. Uh, Paul, how are you yes, doing sir. today? Um, well, <laughs> um, all those things that we talked about last episode where I thought we weren't going to get things done and I was talking about things in the future, they're going to be uploaded faster. So <laughs> don't, pay it, don't pay no mind to the end of some of the things that I say that are coming up because you'll have them. Um, I finally got my lazy ass and started doing things. So I feel good. I'm like energized. Yeah. Yeah. The SoundCloud, uh, Spotify, I notice are just loaded with new material for people to listen to. And we're just doling them out a little slower on the Joe down website, just because it, since it's kind of the curation of it all, like I just don't want to things to get, well, not just me, you and I decided to just, we don't want things falling by the wayside on that. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't want to just bring out like six videos of one thing, right? I want to be able to have, because there's all sorts of con really cool content on the Joe down. And I like that drip feed that it gets there for people so they can kind of digest what's there for a little bit before they get the new stuff. Yeah, no, it's, it's really good. Uh, and I just want to say, I'm really enjoying the new crew on cast that movie. Uh, <laughs> So mm -hmm. keep up the good work there. Uh, thank, thank you. I will say also we got Jode's blessing on them, by the way. So that is awesome. Jode Scott was totally, totally on board with them taking his spot for this season. Nice. Yeah. Uh, hopefully we'll get Jode back at some point with some. We'll get him at least for the, the, the office podcast. At mm. some point. And he might be a guest on this podcast. Ooh. I am very interested in that. But I Paul, feel that. Yes, Paul, sir. Where do we go from here? For the whole world to see? Yes. Uh, today, we are talking about a band called Death. Paul, what do you know about the band Death? Nothing. Um, I knew of a like 80s metal band called Death, and this is not it. So I know nothing about this band. Yeah, I, I think you you were a little nervous when I brought this one up because it definitely sounds like it's going to be a, either like a death metal band or maybe an 80s metal band. It's not. Uh, would you like to hear a little bit about the story of death? I need to know the story of death because um, I love this. And, uh, yes, please, I want to know the story. Tell me, tell me, tell me, because I know there is one here. Well, Paul, I am here to <laughs> oblige that. Okay. So we got to go back in time until into the 60s. Uh, three brothers, the Hackney brothers, in Detroit, Michigan, uh, they decided after seeing the Beatles on television that they want to be musicians. Uh, they might've been a little influenced by that, but just seeing rock and roll music, it really kind of lit the fire. And so they start playing and jamming around and then they start taking it more seriously. And for a while, they're kind of like a funk rock, uh, like R and B hybrid. The kind of the spearhead of this band is uh, David Hackney. He sees The Who in the late late 60s, early 70s. And he's like, nope, we're going to be a rock band. And I just want to preface, these are, uh, these are three black guys. 
in the movie, in the documentary, A Band Called Death, uh, it's available on YouTube to rent. I highly suggest it. It's on Voodoo for free with commercials. Uh, they, uh, they are in, you know, Detroit, Michigan. And at this time, uh, music is pretty, uh, divided. Like rock music is dominated by white dudes. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, like if you're, you know, a black man or a black, a group of black guys, you're kind of expected to do like Motown or soul or funk. And don't get me wrong. That influences these guys a lot. But as they're playing and they're and they're playing in their parents' house and their mom gives them leeway to play and they're getting louder and faster and they're just loving it <laughs> and their neighbors hate it <laughs> and they don't like this kind of music they call it white boy music and this just inspires them to play it harder and faster <laughs> and more aggressive and then in the early seventies uh, their father uh, who was a priest. Uh, they grew up in a religious household. Uh, he is killed by a drunk driver as he's driving a co-worker to the hospital. This uh, really uh, does a number on the three guys. They're, you know, they're fairly young. And it, David is kind of the visionary of this band. And he's, he's if you watch the documentary, he's, he's a very creative guy. Like, he, he figured out how to create an echo on their land, on their home telephone to freak people out. so he's like a he's like almost like a genius i would say like he's just this really smart creative guy but this the death of their father takes a toll and he come one day he's like i'm gonna guys i got the name of our band you're gonna love it it's gonna be groundbreaking and the two other brothers are like oh man this is great and they're all excited he's like we're gonna be called death and it goes over just as much as you'd expect in the early 70s. <laughs> but, like, they're brothers and they want to support David. So they decide to go under the name Death. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so they're playing around and they tell uh, Dan- Danis and Bobby are the rhythm section. And they tell David that they should probably try to get a record deal if they, you know, take this more seriously. They end up recording what we hear on this album at United Sounds Production Studios, which is a big recording studio in Detroit at that time. And the people at the studio are like very intrigued because this is such weird and different music. It's very aggressive. It's, you know, they're used to like, you know, again, it's the city of Motown. Like, frankly, this is punk rock. I mean, there's no getting around it. What they're making is, it's not the DNA of punk rock. This is like, they're doing Dead Kennedys like 10, 15 years before there's Dead Kennedys. So the lay, you know, the studio is interested and they record uh, what turns out to be the, the seven songs on the cell. And the, the studio is excited and they're kind of, sh- they try shopping it. And the big, the big sticking point is the name of the band. No, uh, no label wants to label, uh, sign on a, a band called Death. <laughs> it's not the best news. At one point, Clive Davis at Columbia was interested, offered them a $20,000 deal, but they'd have to change the name. David just straight up says no. <laughs> <laughs> his, his, his thinking pretty much was like, if they take our name, they'll take everything. So that happens. And then their last kind of last gasp is they print 500 copies of a single containing the songs, Politicians in My Eyes, Backed with Keep On Knocking. 
and they they get these to like radio stations uh they get some airplay but not a lot it's just it's so different from what was coming out at that time you're thinking of like so this is 75 you mm-hmm. know we're, we're still a few years away from ramones and you know the clash and all these like bands that kind of ring in this kind of uh more aggressive uh faster pace you know a little more angry music so uh, they're kind of all right they tried it nothing's gonna happen they they kind of move on go on their separate ways uh the the two brothers danis and bobby are end up in you know new england uh david sticks around detroit you know and time goes by unfortunately david uh in the early 2000s dies of uh lung cancer from smoking just a heavy smoker before he dies he gives the master tapes to his brothers and he's they're like hold on to these because one day somebody's gonna come looking for this and they're like oh god more stuff that we have to keep in our attic you know (laughs) (laughs) uh so in the mid 2000s the early to mid 2000s after all this record collectors are kind of it's becoming more entwined with the internet. So people are communicating more. It's easier to find uh, these records. Some uh, Jello Biafra of the Dead Kennedys comes across a 45 of death and blows his mind. Uh, one of the guys who, who did the artwork for the band death in the seventies, uh, he just had a bunch of 45s that he was supposed to like, you know, farm out to like people. So just to get the name out. He just never did it. So he goes to a record store, and he's like, here, here's a bunch of 45s of this band. I mean, you guys might be interested in it. As time goes on, it's just all of a sudden, like, MP3s start floating around. Uh, It appears on Chunklet. It's like, people are just like, who is this band? At this time, uh, Bobby Hackney's son, Julian, moves to California, and he's at a party where the DJ's spinning rare 45s. And he hears his father's voice in a punk song. Uh, it should be noted at this point, his par- his dad and brother, uh, the rhythm section, were they were they remained musicians, but they became more of a reggae band. You know, a little more uh, softer toned than Death. <laughs> he freaks out. He calls his dad like, "Were you in a band in the seventies called Death?" <laughs> Bobby's like, wow, oh, I haven't heard about that in a long time. (laughs) After a while, uh, the record label Drag City hears these uh, MP3s and become interested. And they want to know if there's more, if they could put out out an album. Uh, The brothers, yeah, agree to it. And lo and behold, for the whole world to see... Finally, after 35 years, sees the light of day. It's so it's big enough to the point the New York Times writes an, an article on it, as, as also does Jack White writing the New York Times on his first reaction to this album. I couldn't believe what I was hearing when I was told the history of the band and what they'd record and when what year they recorded this music. I just it just didn't make sense. Ahead of punk. And ahead of their time. So, Paul, that is the crib notes of death. Okay. <laughs> okay. When I looked at this thing and saw it was 2009, I was like, huh, all right. And then when I listened to it, 
it had that warm sound that you don't get that was gone in like the the late eighties, early nineties. So when I saw two thousand nine, I'm like, did they? How did they do this? Like, was this recorded on? Did they actually record on tape and then convert that to digital because it has that sound? If this truly was made in 1975, this is like, remember the Highlander when they talk about finding that sword? <laughs> <laughs> like, it doesn't make sense. This is, you know, when she talks about like finding the metal for, for the Highlander sword and how it doesn't make sense because swords like that weren't made for like hundreds of years. This truly is then the absolute Adam and Eve genesis of punk. This has to be. Yeah, it's it is. It's uh, it and it's before punk is punk. <laughs> I mean, you when you listen to these tracks, you can hear the Ramones. You can hear Black Flag, and I mean, there's even hardcore elements in this. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, and when you look at okay, when you look at punk rock in 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 nineteen seventy five, because I want to talk a little. I love going in the history of these things, right? So let's talk about punk in nineteen seventy five. And what was there? I mean, you didn't have punk in 1975. <laughs> I just want, I mean, in 1974, you had the New York Dolls, but, and this is before that. I mean, I mean, that was proto. This is like legit 80s prime punk. Like this doesn't make sense that this is in 1975. You did not get sounds like this until the late, like the second wave of punk in, you know, like 78, 79, when you started to see other bands, um, you know, like, like the Buzzcocks. This is two years before the Bugscocks even started. This is more along the line of that classic punk that came out of that came out of bands like the Ramones, bands like the Dead Kennedys. I mean, this is like this feels like it came out of that entire genre. Am I wrong on that? I mean, this is this yeah. is more hardcore punk. This is like Black Flag. This is like Pay to Come. <laughs> I yeah. mean, hardcore ass punk. Yeah, it's a lot harder than that first wave. Like, it's harder than the Ramones. Mm -hmm. It's harder than television and Patti Smith and what yep. have you. And again, when you think of punk and you think of an all-black punk band, I can only really think of Bad Brains. I'm sure there's a lot more, but... And this is years before any of it even happens. Yeah, I mean, this is this is I I I I I can't even get into it. Uh, God, I wish I had my Spotify list. This is like the Vandals, but taken seriously, right? Um, I can't even. Yeah, because the punks were way softer than this. Like there, I can't even in 1975 think of anyone that was doing something close to this. Um, to me. If I had to compare this in any way, shape, or form, I, I whole like it is. It did the world a disservice that this didn't come out um, yeah. in 1975 because this would be like Frank Zappa's uh, first album. Um, the same, you know, Freak Out. 
this would be like freak out coming out in 1969 this would this would be that except for the punk world and punk would be i think would have had a a, a much more robust history i think had this come out yeah and you got to remember when this comes out punk is not even a thing no no punk did not i got to make it very clear proto punk did not start really until 77 78 yeah. I mean, and, punk was applied to a scene in general, but not a style of music at the time. Yeah. I mean, and it's weird because they're from Detroit, and I can think of two other bands from Detroit that came close to this, but, like, really were not as as good. And I love these bands, and that'd be the MC5 and the Stooges. Mm-hmm. But it feels like death took it to a whole new level. <laughs> yeah. It took it to a whole new level. Um, yeah, I, I, there was nothing like that coming out of Detroit. And it, it does them a disservice. I think had they been in New York, I think had they been in uh, Los Angeles, I think they would have been okay with the band named Death. Because, like I said, when you talked about this, I thought we were going to cover the death, the, the death metal band Death that started in 1984. So nine years later, a band was able to take that name and run with it. Well, within nine years. Either way, they are, you know, because at this time, death has got, they're done. Like, the band's no more. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And that's. They're just like a curio that record collectors have a 45 of. I want to name some of, like, the top music that was coming out in 1975 to give people, like, like, the historical. Jive Talking by the Beaches. Rhinestone Cowboy by Glenn Campbell, Sister Golden Hair by America, James Taylor, How Sweet It Is, Elton John, Shining Star by Earth, Wind, and Fire, Fame by David Bowie. Nothing comes close to this in any way, shape, or form. Please, Mr. Please by Olivia Newton John Joe. <laughs> the same year. <laughs> the same year. I mean, Lowrider came out that year. Could you imagine this like Lowrider and then hearing the, the Let the World Turn come on right after Lowrider on the radio? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I, it's, it's so wild to think that, you know, and it's just, it feels like a crime that it sat for that long. 35 years, this kind of just sat in an attic. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. This isn't the full, all the songs they recorded in that studio, correct? You you mentioned that? Yeah. Originally, they were going to re- record 12 songs. But after, you know, each, after labels were showing no interest in what they had recorded, the tracks that were for this uh, just kind of fell by the wayside. I think they did record, they record, and it was weird. Their story is weird, and I don't, because the documentary goes into it more in depth. After this, you know, they they try another shot at, uh, as a different, as a different name. I forget what it was called, but it was like basically like uh, a Christian, <laughs> but it, with this kind of rhythm and music. Oh, that uh, went over like a lead balloon, I'm sure. It did, because people are, it, and again, these these were these are three guys that are raised very religiously. Like they, you know, that's in their DNA from their father. And like uh, a review basically said, like, hold the religion, please. Like we love the music, but the religion stuff 
And it's like, oh, like, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, and then after that, they just kind of go their separate ways. And uh, it's that's life. You know, not every band makes it, even though a band like this should have. Because <laughs> this album should be like on the top 10 essential punk albums. Uh, hell, it probably should be in like the top 20 or 30 essential rock albums, in my opinion. Uh, just a bit. Yeah. So we now we've kind of gave our first thoughts. Paul, let's talk about tracks that stand out for you. Uh, should we try every? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of those rare, it's like seven songs that like all thriller, no filler. You know what I mean? Like it's it's three guys. They're young, they're hungry, they're creative as hell. Holy buckets. <laughs> yeah, it's... So right away, jumping into the first song, Keep On Knocking, is like, whoa, holy shit. All right, we're starting right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> and then it goes right into Rock and Roll Victim, which was like, all right, this is... And it's different enough. Like, again, one of the problems with punk bands you have... And I'll be the first one to admit this because I was big into the punk is punk bands. They have that similar sound every single time. Then you get in the let the world turn. And this blew my mind. This yeah. is that song is, I think, the highlight to me of the album because and again, we, we talk about the music, the, the, the magic of track three, just yeah. the the magic the of that. break on this. Like it starts as like a ballad and then it speeds up and then it just has this crazy like almost drum solo, but it's not really like it's like holy shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's and it, the, just the way it goes, right? So amazing. Then you get in the uh, let you know you're you're a prisoner, freaking out. Um, where do we go from here? And politician in the eyes. And I've, I've had a, I did had to look it up because I'm like I've heard that song before. I've heard freaking out before. I know that. Where I heard that was on Ash versus Evil Dead. Yes. <laughs> it was so good. It was it was yeah. so good. Freaking out to me, that's like holy crap, like because if it was very like Ramon Ramonzi, you know, like it sounds like if it wasn't for the fact that this album was like pretty much unless you're one of the you know <laughs> fifty people or whatever who had a copy of this, I would have Said they ripped the ripped them off death. Oh yeah. Question in my mind about that. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm just I'm floored. Is there a bad song on this album? No. And no. I just kind of want to say my uh my favorite track, I think, is Where Do We Go From Here? Because I love that that chorus. And it's just so simple, but it's just so good. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then politicians in my eyes, which is just like it's it's a weird. You know, like, I got to say, the bass lines on this, like, you know, it's just everything, you know, there's, these guys were so talented, but like, what stands out a lot is like, the bass lines are so just good and weird and like, whole, like, how do you think of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I, I, again, you have, you have no blueprint. Yeah, this just came up, it's like, a, you know, this sound, the creative feels like it came up, like, out of nowhere like holy crap man <laughs> yeah yeah it came out of nowhere it came out of nowhere 
I, I, I'm, I'm, again, I'm speechless because I've heard this. I listened to this a couple of times and it is just so good. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you can kind of hear some of the influences. Like you can hear some of the uh, Motown stuff in there and you can definitely hear like the Pete Townsend guitar styles in there, like kind of big uh, riffs and that. But other than that, like it's just, it's, it's original and that's, you know, and it, it just came out in a, like this, the weirdest time. <laughs> like, like you pointed out what was popular on the radio sounded nothing like this. Where was hard rock at this time? Like, yeah, you had Zeppelin or whatever. And, but yeah, nothing was this, this raw. No, nothing. Nothing was this raw. Yeah. Just I, I, Joe, I'm, I'm, I'm floored. <laughs> I love it. I, I'm glad you like it. it's, it's so, you know, the history behind it is so weird. Like, uh, even like, I think it was like in the eighties, like David told his brothers, like, yeah, people will one day hear this stuff, but you know, I'll probably not be around for that. Like, Jesus, like, this is like one of those weird guys that just kind of like got it. <laughs> like, he, you know, like by the time people come around to this, it's, it's, I'm going to be already off this mortal coil, you know? So <laughs> like he, it's, you know, and it's one of those things where, like, when you have, a, like, a visionary behind a band that's as intense mm-hmm. as this album, it's, it really just, it makes a difference. There's, there's so many, like, uninspired bands out there. And especially in the 70s when this was coming out, it was just like, you got bread. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you America. Bread. Like, what the? And they're yeah. selling, and then you got a band like Death who just can't, <laughs> can't get a break. That's and that's so unfortunate. That's so unfortunate. There's no bad. There, there's no bad here. Uh, I don't. Well, I don't know. I have a bad. Okay, let's hear it. That it wasn't discovered until 2009. <laughs> well, yes, 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 yes. I have to. I have to agree with you on that. That that is a bad. That it wasn't discovered. This should have been discovered. I think. Okay, getting critiquing. Where do we go from here? Wasn't. Like that one didn't catch me as much, and neither did politician in my eyes. Just, just calling that out there. That's fine. Um, but outside of that, it was so good. Um, <laughs> I, I, I can't. I don't know how to even describe this, right? And except that, take your favorite punk bands. Put them in, in 1975, and the the other thing with it is, again, let the world turn is the greatest amalgamation I've heard of punk with non-punk elements because it it moves like it starts like as this experimental 70s song, jumps into fucking punk, and then takes goes back and then jumps in the punk right, like. I think that's to me the Star Trek. Tell me if I'm wrong. No, it's fantastic. Again, there's no duds on this. It's, I mean, that's it's just it's again, it's so different. Like mm-hmm. even, you know, it's I can't think of a whole lot of bands that would take chances like that musically, because especially in, when you talk about punk and you brought it up earlier, there's always this like paranoia of like if you stray from the sound, like you're a sellout. That's mm-hmm. something like uh, bands like The Clash had to deal with, and they, you know, good for them that they were like, yeah, we don't care. <laughs> but you had other bands that just kind of stuck to the, 
you know, the three chord thing. And this death were just like, yeah, you know, three chords or whatever, but like we can <laughs> we can add drum drum solos or whatever. Fuck it, who cares? <laughs> like we're gonna we can play. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. These guys are yeah. really good musicians. Great musicians. Great music. Like the musicianship on this is absolutely amazing. Um, I can't, I, I can't think of anything. I, I can't, I, I can't, I, I mean, <clears throat> what else do you cover on an album like this? Yeah, it's, uh, it's fantastic. Uh, it's, it's wild. It's again, it's, it's so weird. It came out when it did. I mean, it just, the journey to that, you know, and I love the fact that it's like, you know, the two surviving brothers long, like this band was like a thing they did. 30 years ago, not even in their wheelhouse. One of their kids call them up like, I just heard a song that you did in like 1975. Like, a man, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's got to be just like, oh, yeah, yeah, that, that's got to be so surreal. So, like, imagine being the kid. Paul, imagine like you at a party when you're 22 and your mom was like in some weird hardcore punk band in 70, 75. <laughs> and you heard her and you heard her on the vocals. <laughs> you know, like you would probably crap your pants. I would absolutely crap my pants. I I would um I wouldn't know what to, I, I'd be like, what this is you? You're in this? Um what 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 what? <laughs> and I think it's awesome. I would do the same thing that the kids did. I'd be like, "We're putting this out. Like, this is going to become a thing. Um, we're going to make this a thing." Yeah, and then uh, the kids, they to promote this, they started uh, a cover band uh, called Rough Francis, which was uh, a project uh, David did. One of the last things he did before he died was a thing called Rough Francis. So it was like a tribute to him, and then to actually promote the music. Like they covered this album as a cover band, covering the music that their their dads made like three <laughs> decades before. I I couldn't, I couldn't imagine doing that. That'd be really. so weird. <laughs> it, it it would be very 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 weird to me. Yeah, Joe. I I thank you for putting this in me. No, I I. <laughs> I'm gonna make a joke here because I, as, as we were talking, I looked, you know, I looked up a little bit to this. They did make another bad move, though. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say they made a bad move, which was um, they allowed one of their songs to be used for Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Five. <laughs> well, you know, what? I have no problem with that. Uh, it's not like these guys are rich. No, no, I'm gonna, <laughs> so. I'm gonna explain to you why because I gotta go somewhere with this. Like we could end this album, we could end this thing right now and just say yes, hear it, get this album, uh, <laughs> buy it, buy this album. Um, you need to understand that to, to, that Tony Hawk Pro Skater Five was a shit show. Um, it was hated, and you can't get it anymore. Um, it was it, it was it was considered the worst video game of 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 of, of 2015 because they didn't have it done. Okay, it wasn't done. Like the game is not on the disc; it's just a demo. You'd have to put in the game and download it. They don't support that download anymore. 
So if you bought this game even today, like in a bargain bin for $5, you spent too much money because the game is not on the disc. That's how broken it was. Well, I hope the band got their money anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I haven't played it since PlayStation 2. I think it was Pro Skater 2 or whatever it was called back then. Uh, they're fun. I just, you know, you play one, you pretty much played them all. Plus, you know, I'm all about Skater Die on the NES. <laughs> Hell yeah, Skater Die was the best. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think the story of this is fantastic. I am going to go watch the documentary. There's no question about I'm going to watch a documentary um, because that's a thing that I now have to see. Yeah, it's, you know, you know, if they go more detailed than me. That's why I just kind of did the crib notes thing because it is an interesting story. It's, you know, it's depressing a lot at moments. Uh, you know, it's just I think that's what, you know, that's just, you know, life in general. It's going to have highs and lows. And but it's there's so, they it's such an interesting story. And again, it's just, you know. When in their own com- neighborhood, like their neighbors and every, because <laughs> playing the dumb white guy music, white boy music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 it took me till the third song to realize that. Hey, wait a minute, these guys aren't white. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I didn't know. I so when I first heard this, I was working at the Electric Fetus, and it was like a promo. And I threw it on. I was like, this is really good. And then that's when I started looking into it. And I was like, holy crap. <laughs> yeah. The journey to get this album out is just wild. It's just. And it is a travesty that it took till 2009. Right? That's that's the year it came out, 2009? Yep, 2009, yep. That's an absolute travesty that, it, that that's what happened there. Uh, it, it needed to be out much sooner than that and these guys need it um this i have a feeling this is kind of depressing on the same thing as in the shadow of motown like these are people that were putting out put out some amazing stuff and never got the recognition am i kind of on on par with that well the weird thing is from what i gathered from the documentary is it was just their name the labels had no problem with how the music sounded (laughs) they just hated the name it wasn't like you know, like, oh, this is too aggressive. It was just like, ah, that name's just, just fucking terrible. <laughs> so, like, they could have had a deal like that, but, you know, David had a vision, and uh, he didn't want to compromise that, so. That is absolutely amazing to me. Um, that, and, and I'm glad that he had this vision and did it. Yep. I, I think this might be our shortest episode ever, Joe. <laughs> but the album's only 26 minutes long. <laughs> True. True. The album is only about 26 minutes long. It is a short album. That is the downside to it. It is a short album. But it, uh, it's totally worth it. I mean, there's, you know, it's, you know, with other bands, you have kind of have the legacy of it. You know, and a lot of times when we're talking about it, it's like, all these other things that happened before and since like these guys just kind of popped up <laughs> 75 did this nobody wanted to put it out and then reappeared in 2009 and uh you know they you know other things have been released since uh i haven't l- listened to any of that uh i'm, I'm gonna have to check that to. out 
yeah, it, it's out there. It. It's on Spotify. Some of it's on Spotify. It's probably on YouTube Music or whatever you use. But I really just for your own recommendations. Yeah, this is. I feel like this is an essential album for somebody to listen to. Um, again, caveat. I'm going to give a caveat on it because I feel that way too. But if you are not in the punk, this is not going to change you from not liking punk either. If you are a punk fan or have enjoyed punk and have um, and you consider yourself a true punk, you need to hear this. That's that's my take on it. Yeah. Well, I don't. It, I think there's stuff on here for people who not necessarily are into punk, but just like kind of like more aggressive rock. Yes. Okay. That yes. fits in there. Uh, you don't it need. You don't. You don't need this. You know, the Liberty Spikes to appreciate this album. Uh, but yeah, if you're, you know, it, you know, you know, if you're a fan of like White Stripes or something along like that lines, I think you'll find stuff on here you'll enjoy. Oh, that I, that that I will agree with. Yeah, ap- yes, yes, yes. You're right. Uh, I shouldn't just say there's a lot of punk element on it though. So if you're like a person that likes, oh, I like, you know, just kind of casual rock on the radio. Yeah, you're not gonna like this. No. <laughs> No, no, you're not going to like this. If you're listening to Bread in 75 and you're like, this is my music, uh, you're probably not going to like this. And that's not to be snobby. Like, you know, people's tastes are people's tastes. Uh, I don't really want to crap on people who like Bread, but this just probably is not for them. No, no, I don't think it would be for them. So, um, all right. Yeah, that's. Yes, I, I, but I, you know, again, if you fall in that category, if you are even intrigued by what we're hearing, you're like, huh, that could be something I could listen to. Do it. Paul's because kids loved it. <laughs> my my kids were dancing their asses off to this, um, <laughs> running around and just being monsters to this thing. I'm guessing it went over better in your house than music from the elder. Went over way better. The music of the elder. You know, it's funny. By the way, I wanted to bring this. This is something I wanted to bring up as well, because uh, I thought this was funny. Do you realize that we did not recommend music of the elder, but we did recommend people check out metal machine music? <laughs> yeah, there's a yeah. reason, Paul. <laughs> the music from the elder is fucking awful. Yes. Music from the Elder is fucking awful. I have to say that let's, yeah. So now that we're getting caught up on things, Joe, what's going on? Oh, at the Joe Down, uh, we just released uh, our review of uh, Goodfellas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got your shine box ready? Huh? Got your shine box ready? No more shines, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's Brown's favorite movie, so I figured I'd make him sit through having a j- joke on it a bit because I'm a I'm a terrible human being. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and after that, uh, what's it? Brown picked a movie I I haven't seen. Uh, this is the end, I think. Seth Rogen. Oh, their their mock kind of found footage thing. Is that is that what that one no, is? No, it's like the world ends, you know. Yep, and they're all the party, but they're playing themselves, right? Yeah, they're playing themselves. I've never seen it. Uh, it's not that I don't like those kind of movies. Like I really enjoyed uh, Pineapple Express and Superbad. I just can only take so much of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just that, never got around to seeing this one. So that's what we have up next. Paul, what's going on? What's going on with uh, your neck of the woods? Oh boy. Um. 
Well, like, okay. A lot of stuff working behind the scenes. Um, the Facebook page, the, the, the Joe Down Pod Down, um, is up. Um, it is public now. It is, um, it's going to be a home of, uh, you know, where you'll get a lot of our information on what we're doing here. I wanted to kind of build a better community for all of our podcasts and for fans of the Joe down as well to just kind of hang out and talk and communicate. Um, <clears throat> all of the podcasts that I have recorded that are ready to go are done and up as we talked about at the beginning of the show. Um, Weird news. Uh, I do the, the weird news shows can be coming to that face um, to that Facebook page um, with your blessing. Um, <clears throat> so, if you guys like kind of irreverent humor about the about, I do it in an order of I make fun of politics, then I go into actual like weird news, usually based around the UK and Europe, and then I end with some fact checking on things. Um, that's Don't forget I chime in there. You do, and we, I love it. I love that you do. I absolutely love that you do. Um, so, um, yeah, I, you know, you chime in, other people chime in, and that's the fun of it, you guys. You get to talk to me directly, and I prefer that. Like, I have a banter comedic style to me, so the more people are talking to me and throwing shit my way, it, I love. So come and heckle me if you want to. Yeah, other than that, that's really just getting caught up, getting us where we need to be, getting everything. Oh, the the, the YouTube page, um, the Pod Down YouTube page has all podcasts that were on separate locations, now centralized in the one. And that's what we'll be updating everything on um, as well, podcast related. So, yay. <laughs> that's all I got, Joe. <laughs> all right. So, Paul, what album are we going to be talking about next week? So next week we are gonna finally do the um do um the listeners don't know because I edited it out. We're gonna be doing an album called Yeah, Paul changed his mind like mid sentence. <laughs> yes, I changed my mind mid sentence on one of the other episodes. Um we are going to be doing an EP by Matt Pond PA and it is called Winter Songs. And um it is a short album as well because it's an EP. Um, it is, uh, about, it's, it's really short, <laughs> it's a really short album, um, but you'll like it, but it, I, I, I mean, I don't know cause I haven't, I've only heard one song off of it and I really enjoy that one song. Uh, it is, uh, we'll talk about who Matt Pompier was. And again, they did an album before this and they came out with this EP and then that was supposed to be their big breakthrough. Have you ever heard Matt P Matt Pompier on the, uh on the radio or ever heard of them before joe nope so that didn't happen um and we'll, we'll maybe get into that all right so that's yeah that's what we're gonna be doing next next time around all right paul so why don't you take us out <sighs> you're freaking out <laughs>